0: Talk more talk. Chat more chat. It's a everybody.
3: and welcome to talk more talk a solo Beatles videocast uh, and uh, where we talk about all things solo and of course occasionally and or more than occasionally the Beatles <laughs> uh, thank you so much for joining us tonight we're really glad to be here sorry we're a couple minutes late but uh, like, you know, technology doesn't always work the way you want it to. You know, <laughs> it's a lot of
4: cockamamie business. Yes. A lot of cockamamie
3: business. That's right. But uh, you know, living in a cracker box palace. But, you know, <laughs> but we're we're here now. So thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we've got a great show tonight. If you hadn't guessed already, this is a George Harrison centric show. <laughs> um, and uh, we've got a really interesting topic. We're going to be talking about. The three greatest hits compilations uh, that have uh, thus far uh, come out, and uh, they—I think it's safe to say—have uh, been um, a little bit controversial over the years. And uh, have you know, it, as far as are they accurate? Uh, do they present accurate pictures of his career? And so Hmm. that's what we are going to talk about tonight, and of course, as always, we want to know what you guys think. So, uh, so I think this will be a fascinating discussion. So we got a lot to get to tonight. Before we get to all that, though. As always, uh, let's introduce ourselves. Uh, my name is Kid O'Toole. I am the author of Songs We Were Singing, Guided Tours to the Beatles' Lesser Known Tracks, Michael Jackson FAQ, All That's Left to Know About the King of Pop, and I'm the co-editor of the brand new book, uh, The Acting Gnome for All These Years, Fandom and the Beatles. And uh, let's uh, get to the, my uh, good friends that I'm lucky enough to co-host this show with every other week. He is the longtime syndicated host of Every Little Thing. He's also the co-host of the very popular podcast, Things We Said Today. And if that weren't enough, he is, <laughs> if that doesn't keep him busy enough, he is also the host of uh, his own YouTube cha- YouTube channel where he interviews authors, musicians, and uh, much, much more. So say hello to our good friend, Ken Michaels. Hello, Ken. <laughs> Hi, Kit. Hey, everybody. Right now, I'd rather be hanging out with you guys
2: and the gnomes right behind you. (laughs) They look very friendly. You know? They
3: are, they're a friendly sort. They, they really are, absolutely. And he is the host of uh, the very popular YouTube channel, Mean Mr. Mayo, um, which has all kinds of programming. Uh, he uh, does unboxings. Uh, he goes to uh, his local record store and does some great, great videos from there. Uh, he uh, shows off his collection. Um, and he has a great new show on uh, usually Sundays called called Fab Gab that he co-hosts with uh, another great YouTuber, Matthew Street. Um, I was on it recently. Tom, you're going to be on it soon. Uh, great show. Love it. So say hello to someone who's not mean at all joe mayo hi joe
4: hi thank you kid hello everybody great to be here for another shoe
3: yeah it's a really big shoe indeed and last but definitely not least he is the co-host of the paul mccartney centric podcast two legs uh which uh boy you guys have just expanded it so much mm. over you know the past i don't know year yeah. or so i mean it's just incredible um it's available as a uh, regular podcast, also as a video cast, and right. if that weren't enough, they also do a uh, weekly uh, show, Rank the Tracks, where they right. have been ranking, and he and co-host Sandy Nichols have been ranking tracks on, uh, they've been going through all Paul's albums, and it is a lot of fun. If you haven't tuned into that, you really should. Uh, you can join in and uh, rank the tracks, and and as I yep. do sometimes heckle them, and and that's it's really fun. So, <laughs> and so uh, so show your love for Tom Hanyati. Hi hey. Tom. Hey everybody, how you doing, Kit,
1: uh, Ken, and Joe? And man, this week this week or these last two weeks have gone by faster than a bullet from a gun, haven't they? It's that's just. Uh... Right. <laughs> Yeah. What have we created here?
3: Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I just don't know. You know, as, as we've been doing this show, the puns just come faster and faster. Yeah, yeah exactly. Faster. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. So welcome, everybody. And so before we get to our main topic, as always, Ken is the man with the news. So, Ken, what have you got for us?
2: Well, first of all, I think if anybody has a drink ready, if you want to lift it up, there's something to celebrate today. Okay.
4: I know what it Here is.
2: It. 40th anniversary. Ringo and Barbara getting married. Hey. Happy anniversary. Nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Ringo was quoted online. He said, it was 40 years ago today. The love of my life said, yes, yes, yes. And I said it right back.
3: very sweet better than
1: the two of them better than no 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 (laughs) (laughs) he's hot tonight yeah he's
0: (laughs) on fire tonight
2: folks we're only a few minutes in you are a regular (laughs) right all right uh let's get started here with um news about the plastic on all band which by the way the box set. We're going to be reviewing in the next show, in case anybody's wondering. We needed yes. to have a little bit more time than just a few days to cover, what is it, six discs? <laughs> no, eight if you
4: count the Blu-rays.
2: Yeah, yeah. okay. You need a little wow. bit more time than three days. But the next show, will be doing that. But uh, since two weeks ago, since our last show, two new videos have come out to promote the new Plastic on All Band box set, which is now on YouTube, these two videos. And that's the demo for Give Peace a Chance. John is performing it on acoustic guitar at the Sheridan Oceanus Hotel in the Bahamas in 1969 on a couch with Yoko. And John is ad-libbing most of the lyrics of the verses. The picture quality is just wonderful. And uh, the audio recording for this is part of that Blu-ray audio of the box set uh, plus there's a new video for Isolation, which has a camera following many of the rooms and locations in Tittenhurst Park and telling you at the bottom of the screen what rooms they are. Mm. Very cool the way it was done, like Julian's mm. mm. room you know. Right. <laughs> you know? Um, on Saturday, there was a listening party on Twitter in which they streamed the plastic on band album and fans wrote in with their comments. Also, Variety magazine featured an interview with Klaus Vormann discussing the importance of the album and the new box set, which you can find right now on our Facebook page if you want to read it. I posted it right there. Um, Something I just learned from a post uh, from the Nothing Is Real podcast, uh, when Yoko just celebrated her 88th birthday, there was a special done on SiriusXM's Beatles channel in which Sean Lennon said that he's overseeing Harry Nilsson's recordings of Yoko's material for a Yoko tribute album for her, which is very cool, because altogether, Mm. at least as far as I know, I believe there were nine Yoko songs that Mm. uh, that Harry recorded, and many of them have come out. There was that Every Man release that came out in 1984, which is all covers of Yoko material. That's where John's version of the song Mm. first came out, and there were several Harry Nilsson recordings on that. So the other ones I have seen on YouTube and okay. heard, but I don't know if that's all of them. And in mm. fact, the last Harry Nilsson album, the one that came out last year, Lost and Found, had his cover of Listen, the Snow is Falling on mm. there. So uh, bit by bit, it's been trickling out. But um, Sean is working on something there, which is oh. nice to hear. With the digital release of the McCartney three imagined album on Friday, uh, the April, April 16th, Paul McCartney has been live on Instagram, having very casual conversations with artists who are involved in the new mixes of songs for the album. These usually lasted close to 30 minutes each to let you know what's going on with him and the artists that uh, were involved with this new release. He spoke with both Ed O'Brien of the band Radiohead and Andy Clark of St. Vincent. In these interviews, he hinted that he was going to Charlie Chaplin Studios to lay down a track with a young producer, Andrew Watt, who actually won the Grammy Award for producer of the year just recently. Some of the acts he's produced have been Justin Bieber, Miley Cyrus, Ozzy Osbourne and Charlotte Lawrence. He said this new track is not for the next album, just doing it to see what happens. He also said he was in town, this is in L.A., to work on his animated film for High in the Clouds, and that he had plans that night to watch the first bit of the new Get Back movie with Ringo.
1: See, you know, and that's Mm. kind of, you know, weird. I mean, shouldn't this be done? I mean, if this was supposed to be out last year, Why are they not watching it? You know what I mean? If it was supposed to be done already, you know, they've had plenty of time these last year and this last year and a half to -hmm. watch it. You know what I mean? It's got to be
4: completed. I don't know what he means by the uh,
2: first bit. Yeah. Yeah. He never said the whole movie. Right. I don't know. I don't know the whole story. I can't believe it's not completely done.
0: Especially if it's
2: coming out the end of August. Exactly. It should be done. Yeah. So if it's not, we're certainly going to hear something very soon. Right. He also did interviews with Phoebe Bridgers and Josh Homme the following day. I didn't get a chance to see those. Any of you guys see these interviews at all?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Both of them I saw. I mean, both of them are were pretty much the same thing like the day before with uh, with O'Brien and um, uh, St. Vincent, you know, where they just talked about life in general and, you know, what you're doing and, you know, what are you doing and, you know, <laughs> and stuff like that and, <laughs> You know, um, so I mean, they were okay. I mean, they were basically all all four of them had the same theme of, you know, Paul working on High in the Clouds and then, you know, with the get back and then working with Watts, you know, like you said, you know, and then everybody else was like, you know, and then asking, did you get to listen to the whole album yet? You know, and whatnot. And, you know, talk about how your experience recording the song that you did for me, you know, whatever. So, I mean, I mean, they were okay. You know, I mean, he did have to tell the story of the yesterday story. I don't know why it came up, but I mean, it's just. <laughs> Are you uh, serious? Yes, I think it was the St. Vincent one, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken, where he, he just out of the blue, just brought it up, you know, oh, just yeah. brought Aww. that story up. You know, and it was a little frustrating, but all in all, they weren't bad. I'm I'm glad he's still doing new music. I mean, he, he talks about you know not wanting people to think he's working with the hot the the new hot producer, but yet here he is working with the new hot producer. Yeah, you know, That's for and, and Watts, you know, so
4: it's not it's, you know it's not a bad idea what what he's what he's doing. Also, in addition to having the album, you know, the reimagined one, he's also doing these interviews with these. I guess, more modern people, right? you know, mm-hmm. uh, to kind of, and what, and individually, individual. Mm-hmm. so everybody right. gets a chance and maybe some younger people get a chance to see Paul exposed right. to these with their newer artists that they like. Sure.
2: Right. So I mean, I get, I get why he's doing it. It's a good strategy. I think, I yeah. think that's what it yep. is. Yep. I Absolutely. think it's very smart. You yep. know, it's, it's what I call cross promotion. Yep. Cause yep. you may have some of their fans, these younger artists, Right. Seeing Paul on screen, knowing that they're working on Paul's material and they might want to check out this imagined album yeah. at the same time. it could also work in reverse. They yeah. can get Paul to get people interested in these artists. So it's really a good thing overall. And I think it's a great way of keeping Paul's name out there and especially to younger people.
3: Yeah, yeah. it's really important. I agree. Yep, I agree.
2: All right. Both former Wings, Denny Sywell and Lawrence Juber, uh, took part in a conversation with Q104's Ken Dashow two Saturdays ago as a virtual event in celebration of the 50th anniversary of the formation of Wings. An article appeared in the New York Daily News with quotes from both Denny and Lawrence, and this is a separate interview, this is done virtually, on how Wings, they feel, deserves to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And how they will never reform without Linda McCartney. Denny was quoted as saying it was not Paul's band, it was a band called Wings. That's exactly what Paul wanted of us. We were in on everything. And Juber said that Paul viewed Wings' Wings successes as a collective effort. He said, we were encouraged to think of it as a band. It wasn't just Paul McCartney's backing group. Danny said that he would love to drum with Paul again and told him so, but Paul made it clear that a Wings reunion wouldn't be right without Linda. Danny says, right after Linda passed away, I went over to see Paul in England and we talked about a Wings reunion and he had me get together with some of the guys, get their contact information and see if anybody was interested. When I called him back and said, yeah, it's a go, let's see. let's see what we can do here. He said, on second thought, having a reunion without Linda in the band would be like having a Beatles reunion without John. Mm. And Lawrence said that when Wingspan was released in 2001, Paul said to him, there would be no Wings, no wing shows without Linda. Mm. She was integral to the band, Lauren says, <clears throat> as much as all the flax she got, she was the core of it
1: at least in my experience. I get that, you know, but I don't think there's any shame in doing like a, a, a couple tribute shows here and there. You know what I mean? They don't necessarily call it a reunion, necessarily call it a tribute to, to Linda or, if you, or a tribute to Wings, you know? I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to be like a, a reunion, you know, just more or less call it a tribute show like, like Queen did for Freddie Mercury, you know, and have other yeah. you know, yeah. acts come out and share vocals, you know, with Paul.
3: Okay.
2: Well, Mm -hmm. that's how you see it. That's how many of us see it.
3: Yeah.
2: Doesn't mean that we have to expect Paul to feel the same way. I mean, I see his
3: point. You know, that was. But I wouldn't
4: mind saying just like, you know, just Denny alone on uh, drumming behind Paul or, you know, Denny, sorry, well, and Denny Lane maybe one time playing with Mm -hmm. Paul. Not everybody together, if you know what I mean. It's more like a wings thing if they're all together. But if it's just one person here and there joining Paul uh, for a song or two. That would yeah. be all right. I'd yeah, right.
2: love to see that. Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to see Paul work with people that he's worked with in the past. He rarely ever, you know, goes back in time right. and That's works true. with people unless it's Ringo. Right. Yeah. You know, Dave Gilmore here and there.
4: I thought but, he uh, said that he was always going back in time.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
4: but he was a in back thought, but not, <laughs> not in real life, I guess. Right.
2: Yep. All right. Oh. Paul is featured in the latest issue of Mojo magazine with Paul Weller on the front cover. The headline quote from Paul reads, come on, man, we were hippies. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't read the article, so I guess it's all about the 60s and right. what it was like during that period. And Paul Weller apparently is now the, uh, the new editor for Mojo. Mm. Ringo Starr posted a photo a couple weeks ago of an octopus on a seabed with the caption that read the octopus's garden is threatened will you help protect it he sent a message reading I am asking for your help to save the oceans from my friends the octopus's peace and love with a hashtag for Greenpeace International very nice from Ringo
0: okay
2: Peter Frampton has just released a new album of instrumentals called Funnily Enough Mm -hmm. Frampton forgets the words (laughs) very good and on it he covers George Harrison's isn't it a pity uh there's even a new video for the song showing how Peter like most of us has been suffering through lockdown with his concert dates being canceled and how his life is being put on hold Mm. and Ringo just posted a message online to Peter well done Peter Frampton what a great cover of isn't it a pity And congratulations on your new record out today. Peace and love, Ringo. Very nice. All Hmm. these messages coming from Ringo, very positive, all the time positive. Mm -hmm. Um, Ultimate Classic Rock reports that the actor Jacob Fortune Lloyd, who played chess prodigy and journalist D.L. Uh, Towns in the Queen's Gambit, has been chosen to play the lead role in a biopic on Brian Epstein called *Minus Man, which begins shooting later this year. This unofficial film, which has been in production for quite some time on the life and times of Beatles' manager, Brian Epstein, will be directed by multi-Grammy winner Jonas Ackerland, best known for music videos, including Ozzy Osbourne's Under the Graveyard. Fortune Lloyd had this to say, it's a huge privilege to play Brian Epstein, a man who made such an important and lasting cultural impact, but who struggled to find a secure place in a world he helped to shape. He was a fascinating person with great talent, ambition, and courage, and I'm so honored to be given the opportunity to represent him. It says, Jonas is the perfect person to bring this story to life. His work is visually stunning, visceral, and bold. I can't wait to start working together. All right. nice. There's always projects in the works on Brian Epstein, which is always nice to hear. And finally, with special thanks to John Bazzini mm-hmm. of the always excellent Beatles in print together and solo Facebook page,
0: yes, we learn of a
2: new book called Rivals of the Beatles by Martin Orkin. It's described on the book's page as a trawl through history's greatest era with 20 of the many fine groups who rivaled the Beatles almost. <laughs> featured are the Rolling Stones, Beach Boys, The Birds, and The Kinks. It's made in glossy hardback, has 800 pages of informative oh, text.
3: Wow. wow.
2: And there's uh, an initial print run of 500 numbered and signed copies available. To purchase hmm. this book, you can go to rivalsofthebeatles.com. There you go.
3: There you go. Wow lots of stuff going on uh, just a couple of uh comments i, I just want to read before uh, we we get going uh tom our good friend tom brennan is asking i thought peter frampton retired from live shows wasn't he in the midst of, of his sort of farewell yeah. tour he
2: said that mm-hmm. he was having some problems playing a lot of it had to do i think with nerve damage yeah of some kind and i guess he's still well enough to play he's going to keep playing as long as he can yeah but yep. you know absolutely and we you know we like to keep what, playing uh, and, and
1: making new albums too you know, kind of like what Glenn cannibal did right kept just kept on going live until he couldn't do it anymore That's yeah, true. Yeah.
3: absolutely and uh, and I had to read uh, this comment and I apologize because it scrolled so fast i I'm not sure who wrote this but I had to read it about the plastic Ono band. Says the uh, the box set. The box set is just a concept by which my credit card measures its own pay. <laughs> you win, sir, for, for comment of the night. <laughs> Who said that? I, I'm not sure. I, I, I'm not sure if it's Ed, uh, Edward Crawford. It may have been. Uh, whoever said that, please. Uh, Edward. Speak. It was Edward Crawford. Yeah, I think it was because yeah. it scrolled yes. so fast. Uh, the comments have been, co- and thank you, everybody, for your for, uh, your comments. This is great. Yes. It's, just, it's going so fast, and, uh, and it's hard to scroll back, but that that was great. <laughs> so I had to, had to share clever. that. Very good.
1: <laughs> wow.
3: Oh, man. All right. Well, thank you, Ken. That was great. So let's, uh, let's move on to our main topic. Uh, as, as we mentioned at the top of the show, this is about the three George Harrison Greatest Hits Collections. Um, And uh, yes and yep, as Tom is is showing you here, uh, the best of George Harrison, best of Dark Horse and let it roll. Um, Now, before we get to each uh, individual uh, Greatest Hits Collection, I thought we could start off by first talking about what is the purpose of a greatest hits collection. I mean, you know, yeah, sure. We could just say it's a collection of their, their greatest hits. I mean, you know, they're, they're chart topping singles, but it seems like it's, it's more than that, you know, that, that it it's about something more than just slapping together a bunch of, of hit singles. So I, I want to get a sense of what you guys think is the purpose of putting together such a collection other than, you know, just a money grab. I mean, you know, you can think of it as that, but I think it's something more. So, so, you know, what do you, what do you guys think? Ken, let's, let's uh, start with you. What, what do you think of it?
2: I think that um, it serves a couple of purposes um, for the casual fan who just wants the hits and doesn't want to go deep into the artist catalog. Mm-hmm. That's fine. You know, if you have to have one album or one CD, what would it be? You'd want the songs that you know the most, and those tend to be the hits, you know. And also, like I just said, if if you if you don't want to have to plow through every single album in the catalog in the catalog, um, you know, this makes things a lot easier for you. It also is a good primer, you know. If you're interested in exploring mm-hmm. a certain artist, start with the greatest hits, and if you like those, then you can go deep. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I like, you know, when when people ask my advice, like what, you know, what McCartney album should I start with? I haven't bought any of his albums and he's got over 30 albums. What do you do? Well, a good thing is to to buy a collection like, I don't know, pure McCartney or Wingspan or one of those, whatever you think works best. Um, In the case with George, you've got these three that have come out and we all I'm sure have different opinions about all three of them. But uh, yeah, I, I would generally like to to introduce an artist's music to to a fan with the greatest hits. Or if there's an album in the catalog that everybody feels is without a doubt, like the one you have to have, you know, that's the best of all of them. Whether you think it's "Band on the run for Paul or all things must pass. Go that route or go with the greatest hits.
3: Mm -hmm. absolutely yeah i mean that's that's the thing i mean it's a it's an easy way to you know if you want to introduce somebody to an artist it's you know point them there it's a yeah this is this is your primer but uh, um yep but uh tom do you think you know because like i was amazed when the number one compilations uh, came out you know in, Mm -hmm. in 2000 i mean i wasn't surprised that casual beatles fans bought that i mean that was but i was amazed at you know the number of diehard beatles fans who who right. bought that so you know do you think that the greatest hits collections also appeal to the diehard fans i mean do do you think if, there's a market if, for them if it's done right yeah i i, I do i mean uh, there's some acts
1: we got to remember things so i mean he only released eight singles for this first greatest hits you know so i mean it, it had could have been tricky i mean in in different ways which we'll talk about when we get to that when we get to that first one but but yeah i mean i i definitely see it as you know these greatest hits as you know something for for like my generation when i when i got into the the beatles i mean it's a great introduction to to, to the catalog like ken said and, and then like and, and for the casual fan if they don't want to to spend all that money the greatest hits if done right could be that album for you, you know, where you don't need to buy all the other albums if you, if you're just a casual fan. So, but again, I mean, I've. I'm a person that's, you know, is gonna buy the greatest seats even though I have pretty much everything else, you know. Anyways, you know, and then every once in a while, you know, on, on one of these sets, like we'll see, you know, they'll give us a a, a new song or two, or they'll give us a, a you know, a gem or a or, or a hidden single. Like I don't want to do it, you know. So every once in a while, they'll they'll appeal to the the casual fan, or I'd say they're more nine times out of ten they're appealing more to the casual fan. And then that, that, you know, that that one percent, you know, you're going to appeal to the diehard and give them something that, um, you know, that is rare or, or hard to find.
3: Yep, absolutely. And, uh, you know, and uh, actually, our, our good friend Hudson Randy brings up a good point. said another reason he would buy something like that. He said, like, for me, it was diehard, I would maybe want the hits to keep in the car or put on my phone to, have to play. Yeah. So, you know, there are other reasons. So, um, Joe, what about for you? I mean, did you find that uh you know a greatest hits collection introduced you to uh you know to an artist i mean was that a way you got into it or or (laughs) how how did you you know how what do you think
4: if we're talking about artists in general i have a reputation i was thinking of getting a a t-shirt saying just the hits. hits. Because uh I, I get a kick out of that. I have a reputation for that with a lot of artists. I only care about their hits. Mm-hmm. Uh you know, Huey Lewis in the news off the top of my head, I just want the hits. Uh I don't know. But that's not to say there's not good album tracks. I'm just thinking of names off the top of my head, the troggs. I mean, they might have some good things beside be wild thing, I don't know. <laughs> but uh I always say when it comes to the Beatles. None of that. You need every album, I think. Yeah. Have the mm-hmm. most consistent catalog, as Beatles as a group, I mean, we're talking about. Uh, you know, 62 to 66, and 67 to 70, nice way to start for them. And uh, I would always recommend for a, a person who doesn't know them at all, the one compilation mm. to start with. That's a good mm. good selection of the greatest hits. But when we're talking about George, I don't think any one of these three that we're going to talk about here today really do him justice completely i don't think the the definitive george harrison compilation has been done yet uh, for me anyway as far as regular official releases um you know i think tom said there there weren't many singles for george really at the time of the first one even and you know uh whether you call something the best of or greatest hits you know um are they other hits or the album tracks that are solid you know, um, Let It Roll doesn't have any kind of uh, title about it, whether it's uh, the best of George or anything. It's a career-spanning thing.
3: It, it doesn't even say greatest hits on Let It Roll, isn't it? Just mm-hmm. songs just by supposed, George Harrison.
1: Just or
4: songs by could. George Harrison. Yeah, so yeah songs I mean, by yeah. George Harrison. It could be anything, really. Right. You know? Yeah. So, exactly. yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I'm a big fan of hits collections and depending on the artist, uh, sometimes that's all I feel I need. Although, as I say, you know, I, I've been surprised many times that there's a an album track hidden. I'm like, oh, that's good. That's a, a you know an album song that's not a, a hit. And of mm-hmm. course, they're there too. More often than not, I personally come up empty when I give somebody else a chance. Uh, other than a couple of hits, I know I'm like, yeah, yeah let's get to the ones the, the ones that are popular. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, so what's the purpose of it? That that really depends uh, on the the artist. What are they trying to put out there? A, right. a, a sampling of the finest stuff stuff that became actual shark topping hits i don't know it yeah depends on the intent
3: absolutely and you know and that's uh that's the thing and yeah many um, and many commenters are saying are saying that too that yeah that that greatest hits albums can be uh gateway certainly it was for me with the beatles uh, the beatles greatest hits uh, compilation yeah. uh in the from the early 80s uh that was my gateway mm. um into them that that was the first beatles album i ever owned um mm. and of course one has kind of replaced that now right um but that that was my my you know kind of my uh, you know training uh, my tricycle into <laughs> 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 the Beatles, um and uh, yep so it can mean that um and uh, but it can also you know you can also think of it though as yeah you're you're introducing you know if you're recommending it to somebody you are saying this is a compilation that is representative of this person's body of work you know this is a kind of a representation but are these three albums we're talking about tonight accurate representations of George Harrison's work? So that's that's what we're going to get into right now. So we want you guys out there uh, to comment as well. So to refresh everybody's memory, mm-hmm. um, I'm going to pull up here. I've, I've uh, put down the track listing of the three albums uh, just to just to refresh uh, everybody's memory. So hopefully this will uh this will show up for everybody um okay slideshow play from start okay so the first one we're going to talk about is the first one that came out best of george harrison from 1976 um and uh, to say this one was controversial is putting it mildly <laughs> to say the least because Half of it was Beatles tracks and half of it was solo. Um, mm-hmm. And so uh, so here, here is the track listing. We have something. If I needed someone, here comes the sun. Taxman, think for yourself. Uh, for you, Blue, while my guitar gently weeps. My sweet Lord, give me love, give me peace on earth. You, Bangladesh, Dark Horse, and what is life? So uh let's uh let's see what um first let's talk about are are, you know are there any good things about about this set let's 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 start on a positive note shall we um you know what what do you think are some positives about this first collection so um so joe how about how about you is there anything you like about this this collection well
4: the first thing I just want to wanna throw out there is this is the the UK cover the sleeve mm-hmm. I've always liked the US cover the dark one that has George's mm-hmm. image and the cosmos mm-hmm. yeah
0: mm-hmm. it's
4: very very uh mm-hmm. you know uh cosmic and you know mysterious spiritual I like I like that cover a lot mm-hmm. as far as the content on it now of course I, I'm like everybody else everybody says oh well, he got short changed you know it's first side is it? it's all beatles you know all beatles stuff with george on it Mm -hmm. and why didn't they use more songs from his solo career you know he Mm -hmm. didn't have many hit singles out at the time really to to fill out a whole album um but i'm gonna go another route here that may surprise some people i want to make it official on the record that i do think it was kind of a jip to george uh, to put the Beatles songs but I gotta say in a case of at least three songs, something here comes the sun and while my guitar gently weeps. Those are three of the best of George Harrison now the Beatles tracks he's he's he wrote them, and he's doing the lead vocal on it, you know, but those are three of George Harrison's best songs. So I'm going to say those three, I actually have don't have a problem with those three being on there. Maybe even Taxman as well. Yeah. Um, Because, I mean, even later on, we, I'm jumping the gun here a little bit, when we got to Let It Roll, they even had three live versions, which I'm not a fan of live versions on compilations, I'll tell you. But they chose those three songs of the Beatles to put on Let It Roll later on in 2009 because those are representative of the best of the man, George Harrison. They might even be the three best songs he's ever done, arguably, you know. Uh, you know, a classic George. So uh, technically, yeah, they're Beatles songs, those three. But yeah, otherwise, on the other side, uh, you know, uh, you expect stuff like My Sweet Lord to be on there, has to be on there, give me love, give me peace on earth you is is a good choice from extra texture i'm glad they have the bangladesh single on there because i love when Mm -hmm. they take a stray song like that and include it you know i don't know when i was growing up in the 70s and getting into the solo beatles i I was so relieved to have bangladesh on there (laughs) that's probably the track i went to the most i I would pull that out and play just for that because it's the only place i could really get to hear it Mm -hmm. and you know dark horses represented the song and what is life from the great all things must pass it's a good amount of songs i mean i have a, some selections here if i was going to replace a few or maybe what i'd put on i don't know if you want to go that route yeah yet. uh
3: yeah what what were the so yeah what are the what what do you not like about it
4: well yeah uh, you know uh, and again we always have to say we discuss beetle related stuff a lot of times i love the beatles all the beatles song i love for you blue think for yourself if i needed someone but I, I would have taken those off probably, I think. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, then where do you go if there are no hit you know, singles, really? Mm-hmm. Um, that many of them anyway. I had a few here. If I was going to redo the whole side, we were going to take off the Beatles altogether, maybe I'd put If Not For You on there. Mm. All Things Must Pass. Mm-hmm. Uh, the title track, All Things Must Pass, which has had its origins, too, as, as a Beatles song also isn't it a pity although it's a little lengthy maybe for, for a vinyl album but uh but isn't it a pity beware of darkness so that's uh quite a, a helping there of just all things must pass but then off living in the material world i always felt that i know i'm not alone that don't let me wait too long should have been a single it was it would have mm-hmm. been a powerful single how cool would that have been on that album if you're going to do that and just make it all george and finally, I'm thinking two songs that are pretty much uh, s- singles for George. This Guitar Can't Keep From Crying, texture. Mm. and Ding Dong, Ding Dong. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, maybe I would have done that. So those are maybe the seven tracks I would have replaced if you could fit seven on in place of the seven Beatles songs. Otherwise, leave the three that I mentioned. Here comes the sun. Something. <laughs> while my guitar gently weeps and put four other ones on there.
3: Yeah. Okay. Fair, fair enough. Mm. Absolutely. So, all right, Tom, how, how about you? What do you, what do you think are the strengths and weaknesses of of the first uh, greatest hits compilation? Well, you know the second
1: side obviously is the strength i think if you're going to have a best of george harrison then that's what george harrison is you know i know we want to say that you know the side side a um if you're playing the vinyl i know we say it's george harrison we know he he rewrote it he wrote the songs he he sung the songs but it's still the beatles you know no matter what you want to say it's still the beatles so um for that i think it's you know you know, kind of a jib like, like Joe said earlier, but you know, a highlight is yeah. Adding Bangladesh to the single Bangladesh to this, to this collection. Yeah. Major plus because it's, it was a hit. I mean, it's a non-album, non-album track. So, you know, by the time 76, you know, those copies of Bangladesh single could be scarce and probably having a hard time finding it by that time. And then now here it is for you on this compilation. Um, now regarding Beatles songs, now if they wanted to add a couple of the Beatles songs that he's performed during the uh, the concert for Bangladesh, I probably wouldn't have had a problem with that. So if you want to put, you know, something on there or, or Here Comes the Sun um, on there, you know, fine, good. But I I don't see how you can have the best of George Harrison and not, and not have, isn't it a pity on there, which was a double a side, you know, I mean, it was, I mean, you have to, I think you definitely have to have that on there. So, you know, I'm going to get rid of those Beatles songs. Now you, now the, isn't it a pity that pretty much will take the place of three Beatles songs for the most parts, you know? Mm -hmm. so then all you ever, all you have to do then really is add, uh, two three four more songs and, and you got everything covered so you can add you know like like um joe said a ding dong ding dong um i i don't know about i would if i would add this guitar because it didn't chart so um you know i don't know if i would add i would be okay if that wasn't on there I guess what I'm saying, but however, I think it would also be cool if some of the B-sides, non-album B-sides were on there, like a Miss Odell, like a Deep Blue, like a I Don't Care. Um, I think those would have been a nice uh, couple, (coughs) excuse me, uh, nice additions to to that best of George Harrison. And that's that's how I would have handled it. Mm-hmm. Mm.
3: Absolutely. Now, and it's interesting, Maria Lynn uh, makes a very good point here. She mentioned uh, they should have included for Beatles stuff, if they were going to, within you, without you. That was actually uh, a, a popular criticism that, that I've, I've read from other uh, people saying, you know, if they were going to include some Beatles stuff, they should have included some of the, the Indian flavored stuff that he did because that was right. more him. And uh, and that's, you know, and that's an interesting point, because, you know, that would have been a more accurate picture if you're calling this the best of
4: George Harrison. That's a good that's a good Mm. point. I I want to throw in before I forget too. I forgot to say this is really quibbling. I know people are going to go. However, it says the best of George Harrison, not the best of solo George Harrison, you know, for what it's worth. But yeah, like I said, I wanted to cover my tracks. Yeah, I see the whole side of the guy got shortchanged too i, I see it. yes We're trying to weigh both yeah. sides
1: but then yeah. again when you, when you if you only put out eight singles at that time you know what i mean and not all of them are major hits you know you have to fill in the hole somehow fill in the yeah. hole somehow
3: and hmm. um and and before we, we uh, get to can a couple of people mentioned uh cracker box uh, box palace all uh, this came out before 33 and a third correct right. yeah, yeah. yes was, is this, a this different the, label
1: capital yep, collection and different label yep, yep. yep so yep. that's yeah, why
3: capital. so i mean I, I so we agree those are wonderful songs but they couldn't have been included at this time so <coughs> right. so we we can't knock them for not so we should say
1: on. we should say that this covers the years 1970 to 75 so all things must pass up right. to extra te- up to extra texture yep. yeah so,
0: that's,
4: that's important to know yeah.
3: yeah yeah exactly so uh so we you know we have to cut them a little slack for that unfortunately okay uh ken how about you what how do you feel about this collection
2: Oh well first of all side two is the only strength of it Mm -hmm. and if you're going to pick the singles from george's solo career these are the essential ones up to that point correct and um remember they're saying the best of not george harrison's greatest hits So to me, when you say best of, that can also incorporate album tracks. Good point. Mm. So and I think that it was a travesty. It was the biggest slap in the face to have an entire side of Beatles songs on there. Mm. When you consider the fact that when 1970 happened and all the solo Beatles put out their solo albums. And yes, McCartney went to number one and Plastic on Old Band has been considered, you know, by many to be his best or one of his best, one of John's best, but George was the darling of everybody when he exploded yeah, with All Things Must Pass and he had a double album's worth of great material there, then the concert for Bangladesh, then a number one album with Living in the Material World, then top two album, uh, top ten albums with Dark Horse and Extra Texture. There's enough you can fill on one album of just George Harrison music no. without relying on the Beatles catalog. I'm sorry. Um, you know, no one's denying that George's stuff in the Beatles is among his greatest songs, but he delivered so much great stuff just from all things must pass alone. As, as, as Joe was saying, you know, half this album could have been all things must pass. Mm-hmm. So what I would do, um, I put down six songs and I can even, I can flip-flop on a few of them. I would put A Waiting On You All in there because it was a very big album cut, very commercial sounding. could have been the third single right. from the album. If not for you, could also have been. But I, I put A Waiting On You All on there. I think Beware of Darkness is now a, a track that's really getting recognized as among George's best. But then it's 1976. We didn't know that back then. Right. But, um, but also for Beware of Darkness it would be nice to put something in from the concert for Bangladesh. And Mm. I always thought George's duet with Leon Russell was superb. Mm. So you could either put the studio version from All Things Must Pass or the Bangladesh version of Beware of Darkness. Uh, Don't Let Me Wait Too Long is the single that should have been, that should have been on there. And having remembered Radio Airplay of the Dark Horse album, So Sad was played a lot on, Mm. uh, on rock stations. That's an excellent track. I would have included that on there. And uh, of the remaining, uh, I wanted to make sure there was something else from the other studio albums. So mainly because I think the answers at the end is one of George's best solo songs. I wanted to put that in there. And I also included That Is All, which to mm. me is, is probably the greatest love song of his solo career. Mm. And it's it's pretty much on a par with me mm. with something. I think it's that beautiful a song just not that well known Hmm. unfortunately. So that's what I would have done with the other songs. Uh, I'm not saying that the songs I selected would have all made side two. You could have mixed them all together, put them all chronologically and that would have been fine. In fact, the answers at the end would have been at the end. Right. (laughs) So, um, yeah, that's what I I would have done, but never ever put Beatles songs. um, I stand by those three.
4: Mm-hmm. It is three well, best songs ever.
2: Well, the other Beatles didn't do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even even in the case of Ringo, and granted, Ringo had seven top tens. He still put early nineteen seventy on "Blast from the Past." He still put Bukuza Blues," which was never a big yeah, hit to but, begin with.
1: Yeah. You know, he didn't
2: he didn't put "Octopus's Garden" in there.
1: Yeah, but how he much control put... did he have over that? I mean, was he able to pick all the songs that went on his "Blast from the Past"? I, I don't know.
4: Well, John you took care I mean? of "Shave Fish."
2: Yeah. Yeah, I honestly don't know, but yeah. they must have felt at Capital that Ringo had enough material for a, for a whole right. album. Well, he uh, did 1975, and there are only ten
1: songs. I think there are
2: only ten songs on
4: it. Yeah,
1: Rose. right. That's but true. again, I think he only had what eight or nine singles at that time too, mm-hmm. um, including ba- um, what was it? Uh, Back off, boo! Bu- no, no, I'm sorry. Uh, "Buku's the Blues" was a single as well. So if you count that, you yeah. know, I think that's I think that's nine, and then you put a B-side like uh, early 1970 on there, and right. then a deep cut like uh, "I Am the Greatest," um, you know, on there. Then you you know you're set. You know, so I think that was you know, ha- handled properly, for sure. Well, the same thing could have been done with George.
3: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'll, just looking at a couple comments here. I agree with you, uh, Tom Brennan, the full version of Wawa would have been the one song if I had to pick from the concert for Bangladesh. That mm. is an incredible version. I would have right. loved to have seen that on there as well. Um, yeah, I, I agree. I, I mean, much as, of course, his Beatles compositions were were incredible I mean you know of yeah. course but um yeah I I agree that I I think particularly for that time that was a kind of a slap in the face to him I mean he had so much material there I understand it was early in his career um mm. you know he didn't have as many hits at that point but you know as as you all have mentioned there were so many other album tracks that he you know could have been chosen and uh you know as you said it's best of it's not necessarily right. you know greatest hits so i think they had some latitude there to pick some of the ones like um you know uh, tony de mayo mentioned you'll be aware of darkness i mean that would have been mm-hmm. one of my choices as well i mean right. there were so many great songs and yes we didn't know then that they would become the classics that they are today um but i think people knew back then what incredible songs they were so yeah so i i don't think it 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 does paint a picture of him as a songwriter i will say that i mean it, mm-hmm. you know the beatles the mm-hmm. beatles material i mean yeah those are those are incredible songs he wrote i mean no question but as a solo artist i don't think it really does uh no. present a clear picture of no, him no, as no, a solo. solo artist yeah oh, right. yeah exactly so and uh and uh, critics certainly uh did, weren't impressed either um I uh, found some uh, pretty uh, uh, (laughs) damning opinions (laughs) uh, and particularly in, in current times Um, in uh, let's see um, just trying to find uh, let's see for uh, all music. Bruce Eater called it a good, but routine collection. Um, And in the Rolling Stone album guide uh, they said that uh, it you know, of course, takes half its contents from Beatles albums, which is a little insulting. Um, and real uh, Paul Denoyer, great, great uh, critic, yeah. I've cited him many times, said yeah. of the compilation uh, that really the the main uh, you know uh, strength it has is the nineteen seventy one single version of Bangladesh, which right. certainly, yeah, that is a a big plus that that it has. So, all right, so that was that was take one. So let's. <laughs> so let's go to take two and i remember this compilation very well yep there it is there it is best of dark horse so let's uh, let me share the screen again and we'll go here and i remember buying this vividly um mm. you know this was of course released when you know during george harrison's career renaissance you right. know he was of course uh, after Cloud Nine and coming off of the Traveling Wilburys, so um, so there it is, and it's uh, and it's out of print, which uh, it's a shame because it's I, I it's you know, right. good good collection. So uh, so let's see if they got it right this time. So uh, here's the lineup, the track lineup. Uh, Poor little girl, blow away. Uh, That's the way it goes. Cockamamie business. Wake up, my love. Life itself, got my mindset on you. Cracker box palace, cloud nine. Here comes the moon. Gone troppo. When we was fab, love comes to everyone. All those years ago, and cheer down. All right, so let's see. Uh, let's see if the the record company got it. Uh, got it a little better. Uh, well, this, this is
4: george though if i may interject
3: oh and, and that's a good point thank you joe for reminding yeah. me yes that george had a hand in picking a bit much bigger hand in picking out the tracks yeah. uh, maybe i time. wonder
4: if it had anything to do with the last time yeah exactly
3: <laughs> maybe <laughs> you know Sometimes.
4: This time I'm going to have, I'm going to have something to say about what's on here.
3: Exactly. And so, yeah, that's a very important point. Thank you for reminding me that, yeah, he, he had a much bigger hand in, in picking out the tracks this time. So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah. So, uh, so Ken, let's, let's start with you. So what, what do you think? Did they, did they get it right this time? What, what do you think?
2: Well, I don't think it's a perfect collection, but it's the most satisfying to me of the three different collections. Um, you know, and also we should, stress that these are the dark horse years so you're not gonna have any of the capital stuff here um the one major flaw in this entire uh compilation is the very first single that george released on dark horse this song (laughs) is not even on there yeah that was the first single from 33 and a third and i don't know why It's kind of like Wings Greatest is released and listen to what the man said is not on there, which makes no sense. But this song should have definitely been a part of this compilation. Uh, The best thing about it are the three new tracks. And, you know, we were living in a time when anytime there was a new release that came out, and it was a compilation of any kind. Um, And you had all the material anyway, this gave you more of an incentive to go out and get it. And there were so many greatest hits albums where they would put one bonus song on something unreleased. Well, here you had three. And I liked all three songs, especially Cheer Down. Um, The song selection, I think, was pretty good. Um, It's all a question of taste, really. I mean, I like... know every song practically the george did in his solo career and when it comes to the the cloud 9 material so much of it you know is interchangeable i could easily take out when we was fab and put in this is love or devil's radio that's right um i could take out life itself which i still love a lot of people really love that song song. there you go (laughs) um uh your love is forever is one of my favorite love songs of george's solo career and that's not in there or true love or I could take out that's the way it goes which I do love you know um and put in any of the songs that I just mentioned but the one thing definitely that should have been on there is this song
0: yeah
2: and um you know when it comes to the cloud nine material and and I like every song on the album you know I love the title track to cloud nine was that more important than devil's radio Devil's Radio got a ton of airplay on rock radio. Yes, it did. And um, This Is Love is a perfect pop song. You know, I could take any of those songs over Cloud Nine. So I wouldn't say it's a perfect compilation, but it's a very satisfying one for me overall. Um, And like I said, the three new songs, yeah, that really made it special right there. I mean, Cheer Down is one of my favorite of George's solo songs. Period. Um, and the great slide guitar work that he does on that song, which goes on for like a minute and a half towards the end. Like he had never, he never did that before on, on his records played that much slide. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, I, I love the fact that every album is represented. That's yep. a great thing right there. That um, there's anything from Gontrapo, which is an album that is virtually ignored. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the fact that that's that it was handled that way. So um, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's not perfect, but it is satisfying to me.
3: Yeah, I mean, I, re- I remember when I first picked up this album and heard it. Yeah, "Cheer Down" was like the revelation for me. Mm-hmm. I remember that. I just thought, where was this from? Why wasn't this a huge hit? You know, I mean, it was yeah. just such a what a great song that is. And uh, and yeah, I mean that that alone was worth the price of admission. In a way, mm. what a what a great song that is. Uh, Tom, what do you think? Well. First, I'm just glad to say I still have my
1: original copy from nineteen eighty nine. So Me too! No, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, like Ken, I mean I think this is it's 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 near I mean it it's really good. It's it's a lot better than the than the first one. I think it's a really good second. Best of, if you will. I mean, a lot of acts have had two to three, um, you know, greatest hits or best ofs, if you will. And I think this um, is a very worthy one. Um, like you said, Ken. I mean, a, a lot of the the big hits are are here. Um, the best of those you know, dark horse years from 33 and a third, all the way up to cloud nine is here. And then you get the extra bonus of having a couple new songs, which is, which is really cool to have too. Um, you know, it, it's really cool that Cheer down did make it because, you know, sometimes with licensing, I mean, cause it was for the, for the second lethal weapon movie, right. you know, um, you know, they could have not had it on there, you know, just because yeah. of the licensing issues. So it's really cool that he was able to put um, that on here. However, that being said, I don't think, you know, there's some songs on here that I don't think are like the best of, You know, those years, um, you know, like I said, I mean, poor little girl, I think, is just, I mean, of the three new songs, I think that's probably the weakest of of the three. And I definitely would have been more than happy to get rid of that and put this song out. I love that song, you know, and put that's fine, but you know, I mean, is it is it is it is good or better than this song? I mean, that I mean, obviously, it's up to you, you know, but uh, but I think (laughs) you know, that needs to to go to go um you know like you said life itself Ken, and you know cloud 9 i mean great songs but i mean this faster deserve to be on this set maybe sure. you know i mean that was a, a promo video that there was a single in the uk yep. um you know cloud 9 does that belong on there maybe but i mean this is love was the single it was 50 no you know went to 55 i think it was yeah. on, the, on the on the charts yeah. you know so so good yeah i mean you know, Teardrops, again, another good song that was a single, Um, you know, Dream Away would have, would have made it maybe nice, maybe would have been a nice touch on this uh, Mm. compilation, you know, but, but again, I mean, that's just nitpicking because I do think this is a really close near to perfect uh, compilation or best of, but again, it's just depends on our taste, but yes, um, this song not being on, this compilation is, uh, is a crying shame.
3: <laughs> yeah, I, whenever, I, I mean, i yeah. oh, go ahead. Kit, sorry. Yeah.
2: Whenever I think of this song, I automatically think of when George was on Saturday Night Live promoting right. the album and right. he showed the video, video it's yes. a hysterical video, yes. you know, in the courtroom and everything. I mean, I, I immediately think of that, just like right. I, I do with Cracker Box Palace, two right. great videos that were shown on Saturday Night Live. Right. And mm-hmm. here it was, you know, the first single. <coughs> voting it and right. how could it not be on there it just
1: I remember glaring
2: omission. Yeah, I remember
1: reading about it in the paper that this was coming out. I think it was the USA Today, and uh, I was just like so excited because you know I was really on this uh, this kick with with George Harrison and then Traveling Wilburys, and then should a Traveling Wilburys song been on, which should have been on this, you know? Yeah. That's another thing too. Could Handle of Care maybe have been on here? But that's you know that's something else. But Ken, I do have a question for you. But what's the difference between a promo single and a regular single?
2: A promo single is what's sent to radio stations,
1: okay. For the so, most part, because yeah. they're saying, "From my understanding, was poor little girl was a promo single." So, does that does that is that an official single, or is it just something that's sent out to radio stations? I'm like trying to
2: remember it. I don't remember seeing it in stores. I yeah, think it was just no, nor sent do I. I never, I never. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. It's um, you know, this whole idea of singles nowadays. I mean, it's so irrelevant what you call right. a single. A single is really what's—it's it, an emphasis cut, right? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> from yeah. from Good the record point. company sent to radio stations yeah. to play. Mm-hmm. Because I definitely really. thought
1: Cockamini Business would have been the better of the two choices to send out to radios, you know, to um, me. Oh, promote, me <laughs> to permit to to promote this uh, this uh, compilation.
2: Hmm. Interesting. Well, Cheer Down" I think would have been better than the other two. Yeah, so, yeah, I, but that that sure.
1: had its own purpose, though.
2: Right, I know for the movie. Mm. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Mm. Yep. Um, uh, Tom, you mentioned uh, "Faster." Tom Brennan brought that up too. Mm. That said, yeah, yeah where it was "Faster"? Yeah, that was a single. Um, absolutely. <clears throat> yep. So, uh, so yeah. And uh, true uh, love
2: she, was a single. True and love, and true love. In, yep. in, yeah, in Europe. Right. Yes, that's right. Yeah,
3: that's right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Joe, what's, uh, what's your take <laughs> on best well, of Dark horse?
4: I think it's, like, like you guys were saying, uh, I think it's a better job than the best of George Harrison. Mm-hmm. And it is subjective. I think we can all, as we have been doing, really saying what we think would have been better, mm-hmm. what maybe we feel could have been left off. But again, I want to stress, I, I could swear, I mean, if we do the research, that this was really George's picks. I could be wrong, but I think that he really arranged the titles that he wanted on here. So it's really like George's taste, I think, or what he thinks uh, might be his best, but I love poor little girl As for one area I gotta agree with you Tom I mean i it's all subjective. I think it was a, a would have been a great single maybe a little it was a little long maybe slightly in the end I don't know i I like it I, I I loved it then I love it now it's one of the big bonuses for me on there that I think uh, it makes the album special. Uh, I love that song. Um, I love "Cheer Down,"
0: mm-hmm.
4: which was a Tom Petty co-write. Yep. co-write. Uh, that's one of his, That's come become one of his all-time best songs in my personal list of favorite George songs. It'll, it'll be in the top ten. Mm-hmm. Love uh, I love that it song. that much. Me too. Uh, mm-hmm. I thought Cockamamie business was fun, but for me personally, that was I thought was the weakest of the three. You know, everybody likes what they like. You know, right. I. Th- I mean, I still was. It was a good lark it was kind of a tongue-in-cheek song that george does so well with his humor um and then as far as one of the one of the ones would i have left off let me just look because i have x's next to the ones here just <laughs> personally, we, we agree in a lot of ways i think here um yeah. for me if it was my decision like um this song has to be on there. I agree with you. Yeah, I said earlier I was kind of chiming in that I personally never been a big fan of it, but I put that on the side. And though in the case that in this case, it's got to be on there. It, mm-hmm. it, it was a single. Was a you know one of George's big songs. It has to be on there, not because I personally love it, um, but it, it it has to be on there. Yeah. So, what would you take off? Um, I'm just looking at some ideas here. You know, um, I'm not a big fan of of the gone Tropo album really i think the title track Gone Tropo i would have replaced with dream away mm-hmm. uh, if anything because, okay. well i have a time bandits connection with that song. right oh. was, that's the only reason i'm thinking it was in time bandits so i'm thinking dream away instead of uh the title track gone Trapo, uh maybe take off here comes the moon another track which i like <laughs> but I like, maybe oh it's no. <laughs> <laughs> Put on oh, faster no. maybe
2: yeah. You
4: know, I fu- I,
1: it's it's funny that this this compilation has three songs on an album that he wanted nothing to do to promote. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's yeah.
4: Uh, this is this is this is true. Um, yeah. what songs, think of all the other ones I had here? Like maybe as takeoff songs. Uh, 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 well, life itself I really I really like life itself Me too. also somewhere in England but I had like uh you know this song in its place the four right. ones that I had here to add this song possibly faster possibly yeah. this is love mm-hmm. yes. take off cloud uh, cloud nine the title track right. um you know I think this is love is more of a commercial kind of single mm-hmm. song oh, yeah. and dream yeah. away as I mentioned already that's cool that's it for me
3: yeah yeah i mean you know i definitely think this is a much stronger uh collection than best of george harrison i mean i think we all agree on that yeah i i mean basically you know what what you were all saying i i would have liked to have seen at least one traveling wilburys song on here because yes i understand that wasn't just george but i mean that was such a big part of of his you know comeback in, in the right. 80s and I mean he uh, you know I mean handled with care at the very least would, or, mm, or, or the line, maybe yeah end of the line yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, I it mean, would have
1: helped I mean because this album didn't chart particularly well I was in the am- hundreds
3: I was shocked when I looked it up I looked up the chart performance mm-hmm. how how this oh. did not do well at all oh. and yeah I mean the traveling Wilberries when this came out were hot I mean, so if they had included one or two of those tracks, I think it absolutely would have sold better. Um, And uh, so that, that I think was a big omission too, but, uh, but yeah, this song I completely agree that was that was a big omission um they they should have heading,
4: heading heading for the light is like what seems the most like a george harrison
3: oh absolutely yeah
4: yeah yep
3: yeah. yeah. yeah, that could have been included yeah. yeah so i mean i i think yeah i just i thought that was kind of odd not to have at Please. least one traveling wilbury track on there um although you know i don't know if it was because it wasn't strictly george but uh, but you know george you was probably a, yeah
2: probably would have needed permission from the other members
3: yeah, maybe no, that probably. was it too. Oh,
2: one thing I forgot to
4: say—it was important uh, that I meant to say this song. I wonder if if George did have uh, his choices and why he did this. Maybe there's a reason why he didn't really think fondly of this song.
3: Yeah, maybe.
4: Maybe the whole court case thing. Yeah, I don't know. Could
3: be. Yeah, that's true. That's why would he, true.
4: why would he was he making fun of it? it. I, thought yeah.
2: I thought he was proud of the way that he handled it.
4: Yeah, but that was yep. that was 13 years earlier.
3: <laughs> yeah, I mean, who knows? Okay. Was, um, I, don't, I don't know I, I,
4: uh, why else would you leave it off I mean, yeah he, i don't it, know it's a
3: great song exactly hmm. yeah. all right so now <laughs> we go to take three let <laughs> it roll uh songs by george harrison now this is interesting uh because of course now we have brainwashed included um and uh and definitely an, an interesting compilation uh obviously there are hits here uh, but some that are are definitely not hits that that were chosen so uh, so here we go got my, my mind set on you give me love give me peace on earth uh, ballad of sir frankie crisp let it roll my sweet lord while my guitar gently weeps now and and of course the ones that the beatles tracks that are on here these are the live versions right. uh from bangladesh um all things must pass any road uh, this is love. All those years ago, Marwa Blues. What is life? Rising Sun. When we was fab. Something. Blow away. Cheer down. Here comes the sun. I don't want to do it. And isn't it a pity? So quite a quite an interesting collection there. Um, so uh, so what do we think of this one, Joe? What what? Uh, What's your take on Let It Roll? What- well, I'll
4: tell you. Even though I'm pretty much of a completist when it comes to collecting, this is one that I don't own. I don't, I don't, I don't own this one. I
0: don't
4: um, it- <laughs> <laughs> this wow. This came out. This came out in <laughs> this came out in two thousand nine, right. I believe this came out. I read, yep. and um, this is not necessarily a best of. I think Tom was saying earlier, right? This is more of a constant- career
1: spanning, career spanning,
4: career now, for me, you wouldn't be able to call it "Let It Roll," because I don't think about Sir Frankie Chris was any business being on there. in my choice doesn't mean I don't I hate it or anything. It's just it, there's so many stronger songs than that, including "Off All Things Must Pass." So that's the first thing I would say about it. Um, now, you want to see talk about Beatles stuff not being on? No, no. At this point. 2009, no Beatles stuff, live or otherwise. I'm not a fan of, I don't like live tracks being on compilations, hits, if you want to call it best of, whatever. Um, nothing worse than when you buy, like I bought Foreigners. Oh, um, yeah. Thing and they have hot blooded oh, lives. Sorry, sorry, yeah. Nothing worse <laughs> than when they do that, which happens often. I yeah. think it's a great idea starting it off with Got My Mind Set on You because that's such a popular track. Even yeah. now, I mean, uh, a lot. it's funny how so many new generations seem to know that song.
0: Mm-hmm. Got my mind
4: set on you. Um, I'm looking at it while it's on the screen. It's easier than my notes. Um,
1: mm-hmm.
4: What else do I got here? You can, yes,
1: thank so the- the- you can thank the supermarkets for Got My Mind Set On You. <laughs> yeah, because I-, I hear yeah. that song all the yeah. time yeah. in yeah. the supermarkets.
4: Amen. Amen, so do I. But yeah, the biggest objection I have are really the live Beatle tracks and the Isn't It a Pity demo. I don't know if you, to save space, get the you got isn't it a pity on there already, right? Am I right about that? Mm. It's on and then they have a demo as well, or am I wrong about that? Where I looked it up but had Isn't it a pity and isn't uh, it a pity demo? It doesn't say a demo.
0: Yeah, yeah I,
4: looked, I looked online. I got, I got like two of them listed where I saw. It. So if there's no demo, mm. fine. Isn't mm. it a pity?
2: Dexter, <laughs> I think that was the bonus track. That was a bonus track on iTunes, I think. Oh. Okay. Oh, okay of, okay. of uh, Isn't it a pity? Mm. Yeah, and then uh,
4: Marwa Blues, I think, has to be on there. I mean, it was mm-hmm. a, a Grammy song, even, I believe it won a Grammy, yes. didn't it? Yeah, yeah I did. I mean, that, you know, uh, there's other ones I might have picked personally. I try to do what I like, but, but what I also think belongs on there, so that's why back to this song again. And I tried not to get into the trap where I said, Well, if I'm saying this song should have been on Best of Dark Horse, then it shouldn't be repeated here. I didn't do that. You know, I, I said, no, no, I'll take them all individually as a piece of work. So I figured this song, again, should be on Crackerbox Palace is missing from here. Yeah,
3: where's yeah. Crackerbox uh-huh. Palace? Yeah.
4: Um, uh, the song You Are you? Yeah. yeah.
0: This song, song once end, again. And this song.
4: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dark Horse. Yeah. You do hear me, right? I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, just, yeah. I just said that. Uh, Dark yeah. Horse. and uh, uh you know dark horse would be a, a nice you and also i put stuck inside a cloud maybe i mean mm. Mm. uh
1: yes that was the first, know, first
4: first that's right first, first single.
1: single for for brainwashed yeah you know that's and
4: uh other than other than the live beetle tracks and ballad of sir frankie crisp which i think is bizarre i could given like you know all the songs you could have on there i don't understand oh i like that i don't want to do it is on here as a, yeah. again mm-hmm. as a track that uh you can Deep track porky's revenge. If you like, uh, <laughs> listen clo- closely, we could barely hear it. Uh, but to have it on, there's a nice to have a, you know, a straight track elsewhere, which I, I like. So there you go.
3: Yep. Yeah. It's a, it's an interesting, uh, interesting selection. Absolutely. Ken, what do you think?
2: Um, I think the biggest problem at this point, um, even though you know this is after George's passing and all, but covering his entire career, you can't do it with one CD. That's mm-hmm. right. You really had to make it at least two CDs. And um, I would never have put the live versions on there of the Beatles songs. I don't have a problem with live recordings on a compilation at all, especially if they were hit versions. You know, the live oh, yeah. of coming up and something like that, or, or maybe... You take that days. pause back, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, um, you know, because Bangladesh was such a special concert, and I love the live performances of all the songs, I wouldn't have had a problem with having Wawa on there or Beware of Darkness with Leon Russell or something like that, or even the live version of Bangladesh. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, the Ballad of Sir Frankie Crisp is an odd choice. I love the song. I really mm-hmm. do. Love everything about it, but... You know, it's it's a deep album cut and it's all a question of your own personal taste. Um, so uh, the songs that Joe was mentioning are songs that I would include if it was a double CD.
0: Right. Otherwise,
2: the yeah. ones that were picked on here, I don't have that big a problem with. Um, definitely Stuck Inside a Cloud. Thank you for saying that. Uh, Dark Horse and You. Um, you can't you can not not have Dark Horse on there or You. Um <laughs> Beware of Darkness, like I said before, Devil's Radio, this song Cracker Box Palace, Wake Up My Love would be nice, uh, although I do, I love Dream Away as well. So it's it's more a question of take off the live Beatle uh, songs mm-hmm. on there, take off Ballad of Sir Frankie Crisp and add all this other stuff that I mentioned and more. Yeah. Because you really should have, at this point, you've got a double album, a double CD's worth of great material. You had a full album's worth of great material in 1976 for the best of Uh, George Harrison. You certainly had two albums worth or or two CD's worth by this point with, with George. So, But yeah, I love the fact Marwa Blues is on there. That should be given a lot of recognition, such a beautiful instrumental. I love the fact that I don't want to do it, it's on there, a little bonus to be thrown, those stray mm. singles. It's really nice to have on there. Um, yeah, it, it was okay. It was good. But the biggest problem I have with it is that it shouldn't have just been one disc.
4: Yeah. Ken, you know, I, 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 again, and that's, these are things you seem to remember in your computer. I, I, I could swear that I remember maybe Olivia uh, wanted this to be a double CD. And then uh it was, I remember it was that too. forced it to be a single.
2: Was that yeah, right? That's what I remember. Yeah. I think they thought oh. that he wouldn't have he wouldn't have sold.
3: Mm.
4: Yeah. Double city so they they it. wanted the Harrisons wanted it as a double.
2: Yeah. It's could
4: easily uh, have been.
3: So frustrating. Yeah, no okay. kidding. Absolutely. Tom, what's uh, what's your take on Let It Roll? Well,
1: You know, for me in 2009, the only reason to get this set was to have uh, I Don't Want to Do It on CD (laughs) because it wasn't on CD before. Um, So this was you know and then having being completist you know i had to get it as as well um but to, to echo ken this this had to have been a double cd or it just doesn't work as a career spanning um album it's like having it's like having a documentary on a band that's been together for 50 years and it's only an hour and a half long you know what I mean? Yeah. It's it's just a waste of time. You know, they could have done something like, the, you know, like the, the Bob Dylan uh, box set. I mean, those, the, you know, the box sets from the late 80s, early 90s were huge. You know, they mm-hmm. did a John Le- a four CD John Lennon box set back in, uh, was it 92 or something like, 91? Oh 95. yeah, forgot about you know that. That was yes. the important one. Now, now, why, now, what, George couldn't have sold? I mean, I know John Lennon is probably a little bit above George Harrison in, in sell, sellability, but, um, but he's no less important, I think. I mean, he George sells fine. You know what I mean? He definitely deserved uh, a, a second CD. I mean, it's not that much more expensive. You know, there's a lot of George. I would have gladly dished out another five dollars for for a yeah. double double CD. I would have dished out another ten dollars for a three disc set of yeah. George Harrison's, which. He, could even been better you know you mm-hmm. you throw on those those you know songs like um uh um the uh the the, the soundtrack song i'm it's almost automatically Cheer down uh, no, no 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 the one he did with uh, vicky brown it. no vicky brown's oh. wife oh shanghai surprise no Joe, vicky brown yeah shanghai surprise yeah you throw that on there you throw all those little nits nits and yeah. Granny is on um there the water. I'd like to get and that was water. that's on my notes yeah. as well why can't that have been on here i mean does uh what's his name own the own the rights to that song because it was on his uh Jules um, Holland, he was Holland? yeah exactly cuz it wasn't I on all right wasn't it on his like compilation yes, cd or something okay Holland. so all right so it's been what um how long has it been since that uh, was on that compilation? Almost twenty uh, I, years now. If you
2: know, that was the case, I can't believe yeah. he wouldn't give. Yeah, give him exactly. Yeah, right. You know,
1: because right it hasn't to put it on there. Right, because it hasn't had an official U.S. release. That's
4: important. That's his last track, really. That's mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. That's an excellent point. Yeah, it's a good yeah. song too. I mean, that, yeah, I didn't even think, I didn't think of it yeah. until now.
1: Yep, right. that's a yeah. very good point. And yeah, that was. Yeah, and um, so, yeah, there's no no excuse why <clears throat> that song couldn't have been on this compilation as well. So um, altogether, I think this is probably the most disappointing of the three. Um, there was a lot of possibilities with this that um, that just didn't materialize, if you want to, you know.
3: Yeah. How could that this
2: route. be more disappointing than the best of George Harrison? <laughs>
3: Yeah,
1: because you had so much more. You had so much more possibilities, so much more songs you could have added to this.
4: A lot more of a period.
1: You had a whole career now at this point, you know, of material that hadn't, you know, seen necessarily seen the light of day in a long time. Mm -hmm. You know, you could have done a couple of the you could have done someplace else, the the Shanghai Surprise version of someplace else. You know what I mean? You could have done a little, you know, little little gems like that you know you know tom uh,
4: listening to you here tom i think what you should do is you should sell that cd and go out and buy a copy of porky's revenge (laughs) i have it on vinyl
3: right
1: yeah nice
3: (laughs) i do i have it on on vinyl so now interesting that you bring up the two cds and all because joe has something interesting (laughs) to show us and uh, unofficial (laughs) Yeah
4: it's an unofficial i believe they say that there's, there's a series here russian cd's it says george harrison greatest hits I, it's unofficial i'm pretty sure it sure looks official but you know you know it's a great quality two disc set these are the kind of things you wish uh they had done you know uh, capital and you know dark horse apple now i they, they were telling me just read the ones that are on here that uh, at the beginning of the show, we said, just read the ones that we haven't mentioned yet. I think I can go through these really fast in a minute. Or, yeah, or a minute. All a minute. right,
3: I'm, I'm
4: sorry, You. <laughs> I'm it's, a, it's also interesting. I mean the uh, the, the sequencing too. Well, okay. So, I'm going to go fast, but disc one: "Give Me Love, Give Me Peace on Earth," "My Sweet Lord," "Sue Me, Sue You Blues," Ooh, "Run of the Mill," "Blow Away." All things must pass while my guitar gently weeps live. Not guilty. This song. You. What is life? All those years ago. Love comes to everyone. Got my mind set on you. This is love. When we was fab. Something live. (laughs) Handle with care. From the Wilburys. Any road. And we stopped the first disc with Rising Sun. That's this one. Wow. Now disc two. We open with Wawa, the, the, the studio track. Wawa opens. Okay. Okay. Disc two. Living in the Material World. Dark Great. Horse. This Guitar Can't Keep From Crying. Crackerbox Box Palace. Learning How to Love You. Yes. <laughs> Here Comes the Moon. Here Comes the Sun Live. Faster. Teardrops. I don't want to do it, cloud nine. The track that's what it takes. Ooh. Wreck of the Hesperus, Fish on the Sand, Devil's Radio, Cheer Down, Stuck Inside a Cloud, uh, Never Get Over You, and the last track, Marwa Blues.
3: Yeah. Damn, <laughs> that's, hey, that's nice, yeah, <laughs> interesting. Wow.
2: Take out the Beatles uh, songs live and <laughs> right. I, actually,
4: yeah. I didn't realize, but before I went into that, I forgot they, they had those. But it's okay to put them live when you have
2: you know all this other, uh... but you still have more you could have added anyway. Without oh, those... oh, uh, yeah. No, oh yeah, sure, that's a much more interesting compilation,
4: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Of course, you have to really see it, you can't retain everything. If you see it written down and you go over it, it's easier to see it and go over it a couple of times. It's mm-hmm. a real good uh track listing. And Ringo, there's a one I hear for Ringo that goes up to postcards from Paradise in his solo career. It goes up to 2015. Uh, this disc is 2010. You
3: know. mm-hmm. Interesting. Boy, that is a much compilation. <laughs> wow.
2: Yeah. <laughs> you know, a- we just did our show where we, we, we listed 15 songs from Paul from 2000 on. It'd right. be interesting if we can compile a a, a two CD list. Of each beetle, spanning their careers, Absolutely. and how how difficult that would be. Yeah, especially Paul, since he put out so much. Right, but yeah. um, you try doing it yourself, and it's not that easy.
3: That's true. That is true. <laughs> so, so to to wrap this up, so what what would we like to see from uh, you know is obviously the three compilations we've gone through their pros and, and cons to each um although it seems like we all kind of like the second one the best i i i think that's the that's kind of the general consensus so the third one had some uh, i don't some think any point. of any of them
4: are good are good like, enough like but, they're but not the perfect one, none of them yeah. the second one i would yeah. say is the best, the best. Yeah, yeah
3: but yeah and so what would we you know what would we like to see and in, in in case uh Olivia or Danny, maybe uh, listening or watching, uh, <laughs> listening to this or watching. What would we like to see in in a compilation, uh, future George Harrison compilation um, in general? Tom, what what about you? What you know? Well, I mean, definitely nothing less than two discs.
1: Uh, worth the material, and make sure that you know you fill those discs. I don't care um, necessarily about the vinyl side of it because you know that's more vinyl because you only get so much minutes on vinyl as opposed to CDs. I'd rather have the CDs just filled with 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 hits and 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 rarities really you know if if there's something um in the in in the vault that hasn't been released yet you can you know add something like that just for like a little surprise but the rare stuff you know that hasn't really seen the light of day like the like the soundtrack songs uh you know that don't get much attention uh but definitely hits but but the thing is when it comes to the deco the you know b-sides for sure because especially the non-album b-sides like i don't care miss odell and i don't know um um you know, I think that. I mean, I don't know. I'm sorry, but I don't Deep care blue, anymore. You no, know, I don't care anymore. in Deep blue is what I meant, but um, but okay. you know, those songs because you know that's just you. You're only getting them if you have the George Harrison uh, box set now, the latest reissues. You know, I mean, if it's it's hard to find them them on vinyl, uh, the originals, on unless you go on eBay and spend right. money. You know that way. But Mm -hmm. um, but I wanted that one collection. But when when it comes to deep cuts, you know, we're all going to have different ideas of what uh, what we think should be on there. So if that's the case, then I'll handle it myself. I'll just put the songs on my iPod and I won't have to spend any more money on a a three disc compilation because I have it. I have it all in my collection anyway.
3: There you go. Absolutely. But
1: but I I would definitely welcome a two or three D, three C D set of of a, a, a true career spanning hit where every album has a song to represent that album. Which yes. which again, this does not do, which is another right. disappointing. I think there's like four or five albums that don't have a song yeah. rep- to represent it. Um on that, right. on that on that on that letter roll. So um that's what I would definitely make sure happens as well
3: absolutely i i completely agree joe what uh what are no. what would you like to see
4: i echo what tom said but if, if olivia and danny are listening out there let I me mean, the first thing i want more than anything is a live in japan blu-ray or something some kind of set that takes some compilation songs from right. even if you can't get a complete concert just give us a bunch of performances together and a documentary. Anyway, there you go. I'm pretty set with this. But, but, <laughs> no, <laughs> no I'd uh, yeah, I, I like to see, like Tom said, what I'm most interested in, uh, rather than regurgitating the same kind of tracks over and over, I would like to get different stuff that we don't see so often. Uh, Deep Blue, uh, You Miss Odell, et cetera. Et cetera. Uh, the, the songs that uh, weren't on the first uh, pressing of uh, Somewhere in England. You know, sat singing, yeah. lay, lay his head, all that kind of stuff. Mm. And I know I'm forgetting mm. another one. Oh, yeah. Uh, There's like a Flying version hour. of Fly
2: Flying hour. <laughs> hour. Oh, yeah.
4: Oh. Yeah. This guitar, yeah. Can't Keep From Crying, is another version of it.
2: Right. That's yeah. But with Dave Stewart
4: working on it. I I would like that. That, But, you know, and then and I think Tom said two or three discs. I think a three disc set would be nice that has mm. all the stuff that really should be on from... You know, his whole career, every album and a few bonuses along there. Yeah, I think they could do better. But I think if they had 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 the opportunity themselves to say something about it, it would have been better. Let it roll.
1: Right. I agree. uh, It's not costing the studio much money to add a second disc to I mean, all the songs are done. You know what I mean? It's it's not it's a it's a dump. I mean, here it is. I mean, here's all just all the song. I mean, really, that's all it is. You know, it's and plus it's more money in the bank. So if you don't think it's going to sell a lot, then don't print a lot. You know what I mean? I mean, if you think it's only going to sell 10,000 copies, then only do Mm 10,000.
3: Yeah,
2: let's get Tom a job at Universal.
3: Yeah, I think. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy, Ken, what uh, what are your thoughts?
2: pretty similar to to what uh um tom and joe have been saying yeah i i would love to see a three cd set but i do believe that you know it you know none of these compilations were called greatest hits true you know i mean so yeah every time tom's been talking he's always bringing up yeah and it is true if if this is for the casual fan you have to have the hits on there. You've Mm -hmm. got to have the most essential hits, the ones that charted the highest. And so all the ones that were on the second side of the best of George Harrison, those all have to be on there. And then the singles from the Dark Horse Years, this song, Cracker Box Palace, Blow Away, all those years ago, uh, you know, and then all the Cloud Nine stuff, those have to be on there. So I would like to see a representation of every single album of George's solo career, beyond whatever the first single was or whatever the singles have been and Mm -hmm. have a few album cuts from each represented hopefully wisely done with really good tracks you know we all have our own tastes i can always relate to having been brought up on the radio what radio played Mm -hmm. and i do remember like when i was talking about the best of george harrison i heard so sad on the radio all the time in New York on WPLJ. I heard a song like that. I heard this guitar can't keep from crying on the radio. I heard Don't Let Me Wait Too Long. I heard Living in the Material World. So I can relate to the fact that those songs did get airplay and were heard at the time. So, you know, I'd like to see all those albums represented and then sprinkle in a few rarities, like Tom said, and uh, maybe some stuff that hasn't been bootlegged. You know, when you're talking about those B-sides like Miss Odell, mm-hmm. you know, which was already released as a, you know, bonus track on living in the material world or mm-hmm. Deep Blue, which was also a bonus track.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, I don't care anymore. Uh, I don't think has been released yet. Probably will be. No, um, it's on
1: one of the, uh, it's on one of the reissues for the Dark Horse years. Okay. Uh, no, I'm sorry. The Apple years, Apple years. It is on one. It is one a bonus disc. Yeah.
2: Okay. So I think that the, the fans that, that want that have it already. But um, for the hardcore fans, something that hasn't been released at all would be mm-hmm. nice. Have a few songs on there. So spread it out from all things must pass on. You know, nobody said a thing about Wonderwall music, if anything should, should come from that. <laughs> Someone but, mentioned uh, that in the comments. In the comments. Yeah. Really? Okay. Yeah. I wouldn't mind one thing from there. Steam. It'd be nice to have an instrumental. And there's no electronic sense. sound
4: on, on anything either.
2: <laughs> 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 there's a, there could be a good reason. Take up a hard side. <laughs>
4: of course put um, the water on some on, on a nice compilation together
2: oh
1: definitely yeah Force of
2: the water should be on there absolutely yes. um, yeah that's what i would want a, a little bit of everything the hits deep cuts songs that were album cuts that got airplay when they first came out and then rarities throw it package it all together yep. something for everyone
3: i agree i agree i'd love to also have those tracks remastered I'd love to have a, a good remastering, um, you know, uh, remixing, uh, have just, a you know, kind of kind of like the the ultimate mixes of the John Lennon set last year. Um, you know, just just really have it be a, you know, top shelf uh, a yeah. job. Would love well, to see that.
2: That's what they've been talking about for box mm-hmm. sets. Yeah, and, that, uh, and ask the
1: fans.
3: So. Ask the fan. Get the fans involved. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, and I was just thinking, you know, another approach when we were talking about the rarities. Um, Prince years ago had oh. a, a collection yeah. where he had you know the hits and then the B sides. Sides. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and Let's, yeah, three discs. Yeah. Set. And, you know, yeah, the B-sides, I mean, that's where you could have, um, I mean, the literal B-sides that, uh, you know, like zigzag and, you know, that kind of stuff. I'd yeah. love to have that all in, in one, on one CD. That'd be great. Um, and, uh, you know, and then you could put some of the other kind of stray singles and, and that kind of thing. So that's another approach you could take. So, um, you know, there are a lot of ways uh, that you can do it. So I, I think it sounds like uh, the consensus is we have yet to see the you know a, a hits greatest or best of collection that fully encompasses George's career and uh and there's a lot obviously to work with there's a mm-hmm. lot of material besides the Beatles you don't have to put Beatles stuff in there right I mean you know there's so much to draw from in his solo career that that yeah you don't you don't need to put in Beatles stuff he, his stuff right. stands, on, stands on his own um you know I think uh, I think we've come to that consensus too. Right, you well, know, what can I thing. say? Okay, go ahead.
2: Yeah, The Traveling Wilburys, as you mentioned, mm. that's, that's. it's tough to say whether you should include Traveling Wilburys in this, mm. because there's only so much you can do with the two albums of The Traveling Wilburys. You can't make great compilations from, based on two albums for the most right. part. Mm-hmm. So I can understand, hey, yeah, put Handle With Care in there or Heading for the Light. I can see that for that reason but at the same time it would be nice just to keep it just George solo. Yeah. So uh yeah.
3: It's a tough call. Yeah. yeah. I know. And yeah. I'm glad
1: that his stuff is out there to buy. I mean all of his stuff should still be in print. You can still um, you know buy the vinyl, you can still buy the CDs. Um, you know so we're, we're we're still fortunate that way. You know yep. I mean do we really need the the career spanning you know compilation from George Harrison when when all all of his stuff is still in print, you know, I don't know, maybe, but, uh, but I mean, like I said, like we've talked about before, I mean, it's, it's good for, for beginners, you know, or for for the casual fan that, you know, eventually may be interested in, in his complete catalog.
2: Mm.
3: The gnomes say yes.
2: Yes. Okay. (laughs) They rule.
3: That's right. (laughs) That's exactly all right well this is this has been a fascinating discussion and and a lot of people have been uh, weighing in on uh, Facebook too and uh, so I think this discussion is going to keep going um, on uh, and I'm sure on YouTube as well so uh, so we definitely want to hear uh, what what you think this is uh, you know and as I said maybe maybe our wishes will be will be heard let's right. let's hope so um mm. so uh, yeah so so thank you all for for sharing your thoughts as well um all right so i guess we will uh share what we're doing and uh, what's coming up so um so let's start with you joe what uh, what is uh, going on with you where can we find well, you
4: uh, How- my my uh channel on youtube is mean mr mayo Please subscribe. And uh, the main thing that I'm, that I'm doing is the Fab Gab Show, which is uh, going to be shows where I'm going to eventually have topics to discuss with with my co-host Matthew Street and some guests when we have them on. Right now, I'm doing rankings of all the Beatles album songs in, from our least favorite to most favorite. And I recently had Kit on. She was on doing Sgt. Pepper. Uh, last show we did was Magical Mystery Tour with Andy Nichols. I'm going to have both uh, Ken Michaels and Tom Hunyadi on in, in the not too distant future, uh, and uh, that's the newest thing on my channel.
3: All right. And I, I do anything. Oh my! Uh,
4: I mentioned my Hudson. Uh, I know. I know. the yeah, I know. I know. Yeah. Uh, podcast. I I was on there talking about John Lennon Plastic Ono Band. So there's one for Hudson Ranny. I know. I know. The YouTube channel. You can find it on YouTube. There's a plug
0: for you.
3: There you go. good good friend of this show absolutely <laughs> uh tom what what there's always stuff going on with you what's so uh, what's Yeah, happening? there's
1: always something going on yeah well so we just posted our newest episode this past weekend we had our good friend ethan alexanian on and we talked about the ubu jubu um radio show from from 95 we had a good time talking about that um i've got um coming up in the future i've got uh, timmy sean who did uh two vocals on the upcoming ram on um uh tribute to to the album ram uh he's going to be on talking about the the couple songs that he did vocals on and we're just going to pay tribute to ram in general uh so they'll look look for that in a couple weeks and uh yeah <clears throat> excuse me uh, the ranking of the tracks we did um, What did we do? We did Chaos and Creation In the backyard last week We're going to be taking a couple weeks off here Because our, our schedules have been pretty busy So uh, in two weeks I think the 13th, the 12th or the 13th of May I think it was uh, We'll be back and we're going to be ranking uh, This sucker right here uh, Memory almost full So we're yes. really, yeah, great uh, Another That's another so tough one Another That's tough one tough. Uh, to, to, to rank mm. too A lot of really good quality songs on this one So so, um, so check that well, out. The,
4: the worst one is easy, right? Yeah. <laughs>
1: Least yeah, the one that I don't like. Least favorite.
4: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: nor
4: I. Nor what are the I. Few. Right. One right.
1: of the few from Paul that I don't <laughs> like. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So, hey, give it um, another, give it another,
4: another 10
1: give years. It, you, never is, know. you never know. <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, but um, so, uh, check out our YouTube channel, Two Legs of Paul McCartney uh, podcast. And if you like that, please subscribe. You know, I did Hudson's uh, I Know I Know show as well um, a few weeks back. So, check that out. Um, I was fortunate to do Rubber Soul on Fab Gab with uh, with Joe and uh and Matthew Street so thank you there and um, and yeah so yeah we're busy as always so uh, two legs is uh, the wheels are the wheels are going wow. full yeah, steam got ahead a thousand legs a lot
3: of
2: legs we got a lot of legs
3: there you go Absolutely, yep absolutely all right thank you tom ken you are always also busy 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 so what have you been up to
2: Yeah, my YouTube channel has been very busy of late uh, since our last show. Um, There are interviews on there separately with Denny Sywell and Fernando Perdomo. And they are the co-producers of the new Ram tribute called Ram On, which is due out May the 14th. So they all tell their own stories about the uh, new tribute. And of course, Denny talks about his career with Paul and being in Wings and answering a lot of questions there. He's always... Always a great interview, Denny Stywell. I also interviewed the one and only legendary mm. Bobby Rydell. Wow, mm-hmm. yes, uh, yes, yes, that,
4: that was amazing!
2: Yeah, did you watch it? Yes, Oh, okay,
4: <laughs> I saw he was like, I couldn't believe it with the hat. Oh my god, is that so, Bobby Rydell? Oh.
2: <sighs> yeah, he's still active out there. And once this pandemic is over, you know, for, for the longest time now, since uh. 1995 he's been touring with Frankie Avalon and Fabian Mm. you know the three guys from Philadelphia and um, but we talked a lot about his career the uh, hits from the early 60s that he had being in Bye Bye Birdie and then I also had to mix in the Beatles into the conversation so um, you know we talked about the fact that he covered A World Without Love had a minor hit with it and um, actually, the company he was on, Cameo Parkway, was run, was bought by Alan Klein. eventually. Wow. So, um, but he didn't have too many memories about Alan. He didn't see much of him. But it mm. was mainly about his own career. And he's a great interview, real fun guy, and uh, a tremendous talent. I'm, I'm amazed when I watch footage of him from his early years. He's like 20 years old and he's in command of his audience. It was like he was born to be a star, like he's mm. been on stage forever. You should watch early footage of Bobby Rydell. What a great singer he was and still is. Um, and also I had Al Sussman on to play the number nine dream show, mm. which for anyone that doesn't know, it's when you take one Beatle and you have three categories about that Beatle and you name your top three in each category. So Al picked John Lennon and uh, he picked his three favorite John Lennon Beatle songs, his three favorite John solo lyrics and also his three favorite Lennon uh, vocals of all time, mm. Beatles and solo, and that makes a show. That's so fun. we get his insights and you know how he feels about you know, why he picked these these songs uh, amongst his favorites and also um there's my other uh podcast show things we said today we recently just did a show reviewing mccartney three reimagined um or just imagined it's just imagined isn't it yep. <laughs>
3: yeah i keep wanting to say reimagined
2: yeah yeah john's title <laughs> oh, okay. that's what it is. um yeah so we did that in our last show and that's up on uh, on podbean and itunes and our youtube channel Please subscribe to that. And then there's my website, KenMichaelsRadio.com with Beatles trivia every single week. Go to the Beatles trivia and games page. There's a brand new one for this coming week. And it's uh, for my game called The Word. And uh, you could win one of 10 great prizes, including Kit's book, songs you we were singing. And there you go. I think uh, that covers it. And, and please subscribe to my YouTube channel, Ken Michaels Radio. It's very active
1: Mm-hmm. yes indeed yes indeed all right no well, no f- one's no one's done a, a ringo number nine dream yet uh, maybe
2: you will be the one
3: mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. See, maybe i'll assign that right? to you well there you go <laughs> there you go all right before i get to my stuff of course you can uh find us at uh, talk more talk um on our website uh, TalkMoreTalk.com. You can find us right here on our Facebook page. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at talk, More talk one That's the number one. You can email us at talk at gmail.com. Uh, we'd love to hear your feedback, your ideas uh, for topics. Uh, we'd love to uh, hear your, uh, your feedback. Um, And uh, you can, of course, find us on any podcast platform you can think of if you prefer to hear the audio version. Uh, And, of course, you can find us on YouTube. And please subscribe. Uh, We're getting close to 1,000. So uh, so keep... uh, keep on telling your friends to, to subscribe. Uh, we're, we're almost there. We're almost there. So, uh, and thanks as always for your support. I also want to give a shout out, uh, to fab for radio.com, uh, that runs this show and many of our individual shows. So I uh, want to give a shout out to be, thank Ed. you. Thank you. Thank you. They run thanks. all of
4: it. Mm, they run all of it.
3: All of it. Absolutely. And, it uh, does
4: all of it
3: Yep. all of it. Yep. Oh, that you. Uh, oh here we go with references so as far (laughs) uh, as far as far as I go, um, as, uh, Joe mentioned earlier, I was recently on, uh, Fab Gab, had an awesome time, uh, talking, uh, ranking the, uh, tracks on Sergeant Pepper and just, just had a blast with it. It was hard, uh, but, uh, but it really was, but it was, it was a lot of fun. So, uh, do check that out on, uh, on the Mean Mr. Mayo channel. Um, also, uh, I am giving a, uh, if you're watching this on, uh, April 26th. On April 28th, I am giving a one hour free lecture on the history of Motown um and it's uh, going to be just the very condensed version uh of the class that i gave back in february and it's through uh the avalon public library and uh, it is free to register i'm going to put the link in the comments um, so you can do that i think it is still uh, there; space is still available but you want to register as soon as you can and this is just going to cover 1959 through 1969 okay. i had hoped to cover the 70s and 80s but in in an hour no way <laughs> ain't, ain't happening <laughs> ain't happening so uh there's just no way so i am going to i'm doing it right now i am copying and pasting uh the link so you just go uh go there and register and it's at two o'clock uh p.m eastern on wednesday april 28th so uh so hope to see you there it's going to be um audio visual presentation lots of music lots of fun so hope uh, Make sure you uh, hope put you the, the tip out. jar out kit and then exactly but <laughs> I mean, you know you know tips are always accepted you know <laughs> <laughs> always welcome never expected no it's <laughs> okay so <laughs> anyway well this has been a great episode as always thank you thank you uh, all of you for joining us um and next time we of course are going to start diving into the into the plastic ono band box sets so as soon as we get off the air we're going to start our, our earphones will be plugged into our brains we're going to live with this box set you know, for hmm. the next, uh, the next, you know, however many days. So, and right. I'm going to be broadcasting from, a, from, uh, as George would say, someplace yeah. else. Some so place you'll, uh, <laughs> <there>. <laughs> so you will nice. see, and, and the gnomes won't be there. It's a, it, you'll, you'll see. So uh, anyway,
2: <laughs> maybe you'll be gone trapo. Yeah. That's right. I
3: may be gone trapo. That's right. Rock are
2: Sharon How are you?
4: that's right you rocking chair (laughs) in
3: white that's right so you'll you'll find out so thanks again to everybody for for joining us so for joe mayo tom Hanyati, and ken michaels this is kiddo tool saying peace and love peace and love thanks everybody good night